Yeah. So just going back to why did it start? It's, it was born out of frustration, right? We were giving grants out and we're just sort of sick of the same old thing over and over and over again. And I think in the church, by and large, we do a whole lot of stuff, but no one can tell me if it's actually working. Mm. And by and large, would you have given a grant to a three person podcast at a tiny <laughs> table? <laughs> well, one of the reasons I wanted to come was to see how innovative this was, right? There's this podcast. Yeah, it's so far, it's pretty good. I mean, the, the, yeah, the a, applause button was impressive. What about, like, on a, how would you rate us on a scale of nine to 10? So let's go back to what we were. <laughs> Beatitudes Nation. It's Friday bonus episode edition of the Beatitudes, a show for authentic fraternity, growing in holiness and humor, wit and wisdom with our great friends, Jeff Scheffelbein and Paul Kolker. Hello. We are here with Jason Shanks, uh, a man who embraces the ordinary, a man who has a devotion to St. Jude. And an incredible story. So thank you for sharing that on, oh, on Monday's episode. Monday's episode just made it to my top one episodes of the show. <laughs> <laughs> it is right up there in the top one. Yes. <laughs> on a scale of 10 to 10, how would you rate it? Yes. Turn it up to 11. <laughs> yeah, there you go. A true story. I did tell a priest in Napa as we were hugging him goodbye. This was at the Napa Institute Conference. He's uh, been on the show. Father Ken Geraci. There's a crowd. He's awesome. like, love you, man. I had to leave early. Love you, too. I said, Father Ken, I don't know if I told you this, but uh, it's you're such a blessing to us. You're actually in the top 83 priests that I know. Nice. And he was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, so deflated. Yeah. You're like, no, I said top. Yeah, I didn't tell you where. Like three's in the top. But yeah. yeah, you don't know. It could be just about anywhere in there. Uh, way to yeah, way to take the ego out of somebody there with a compliment. That's I like not really cutting priests down to size. <laughs> don't I, be bringing that ego up in here. No clericalism in Jeff's house. Uh, I think there's actually some truth that I've gone toe to toe with some people. Like, I'm not gonna take that from you. <laughs> Uh, I have a collar on. Great. I'll go get something. <laughs> I'm wearing a collar too. It's yeah. a polo shirt. Yeah. <laughs> Here goes something. Well, priests wear collars, but merry men wear leashes. So, <laughs> so you know, it's trade-offs. And I feel like you have a like an iceberg of jokes and we're just floating on the surface waiting for them all to <laughs> sink the ship. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what it is. Can you believe Jason's six foot? Four. Four. Yeah, it's you, not fair to us five foot eight guys. Well, it's weird because the table keeps rising every time he moves his legs because it's so small. <laughs> I, I knew you had a small table, but this is really ridiculous. <laughs> it's it's your new it's, penance. It's yeah. sitting close to us, yeah. sweating it out in the studio here. We need to innovate a new table is what we need. So we do. I don't know if OSV can come to the rescue. Maybe a card table or something? Cart, oh, a card table. Well, that was a quick solution. <laughs> wow, why didn't we think of that? Yeah, problem solved. <laughs> yeah, that would actually be Buffet easier table. Yeah, we, reaching underneath there all the time. Yeah, we stole this out of a first grade classroom. But. <laughs> Jason, with but how I, much you're judging our table, would you like to judge us as humans for Ooh, a little while? Yeah, oh, we, we boy. Yeah, I mean, you know, like with the OSV challenge, I am sort of the Simon Cow. Oh, oh, so I perfect. think this would be perfect. Turn oh, br- it on. bring yeah. on, bring You're on. Kind of dressed like him today. Well, I, yeah, that's right. That's I expect I all your feedback to be in a British accent. Then 
That's a, nah, that's a lie. That's a lie. <laughs> nah. Yeah. I got shot down so <laughs> fast. Never mind. Well, anyways, let's play a game called Blessed Are the Joke Makers. Yes. For they shall inherit the 111 points. One Ooh. point for each year of OSV's history. There you go. Wow. Yeah. 11. All right. We're going to play the, the bonus, bonus edition. edition. Oh, bonus. Yeah. yeah. You're going to love this. Okay. So the way this works, we each get a character card. And so we have to try to get you to guess the character that we're playing, but we all answer the same prompt as okay. this character. All right, so I might not be great at this. So. Okay, well, so the it's really us. That we're pretty great good, at this, so you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> we, we don't mean to toot our own horns, but <laughs> you're toot, excellent. Toot. <laughs> then I read my card. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. Good luck. I'm actually <laughs> no, not feeling actually, this either. <laughs> um, okay. We but we again <clears throat> we have to take on our characters from the character card and answer this Catholic card game card prompt that says the youth minister has a tattoo of blank the youth minister has a tattoo of his teacher the one he spent many many moons with in nature the one he is connected to spiritually. Are you like a yoga instructor? Enlightened guru? Oh, that's oh yeah, pretty yeah, good. Thanks. That's pretty, yeah, pretty good. good. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Paul, yeah. I hope you're feeling it. You ready? I, I feel pretty good. Go for it. No, no, you go. Oh, I'm not ready. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Touche. All right, here we go. All right. The youth minister has a tattoo uh, of the top of the key, and you're gonna ditch it to the to the boy with the hey, he's gonna he's gonna post up and then he's gonna he's gonna jump shot it and he's gonna lay it in right at the buzzer. That's right, and that's what you're gonna do when you go back out there after halftime. Uh, basketball coach? <sighs> yeah, I was in, enthusiastic sports coach. Oh, okay, there you go. Yeah. You were enthusiastic Very basketball enthusiastic. coach. Yeah, I get yeah. that. Yeah. Very enthusiastic. Thank yes. you. All right. <laughs> do you do any coaching on the side? Uh, yeah, I have actually a little oh, okay. bit. Okay, yeah. all right. The youth minister actually has a tattoo of my name and her name combined. It's like a Jeff and Amanda says Jamanda thing. And so it's, uh, and he's asking like what, color the cumberbund is going to be <laughs> this is a terrible card no, no, i pulled the worst card <laughs> wait, wait, wait. it doesn't make it I, generational as an engaged to be married person i gotta oh. talk about what the youth minister has a tattoo of where would you have gone with this maybe one? maybe uh, your bride to be planning i didn't yes. want to play the girl role because i'm sick of having high-pitched voices on here <laughs> Oh, okay, well, no, that's well, your choice. Try yeah. it again, but do the high pitch. Let's see what that would look like. Okay. All right. Innovate. No, 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 no. This is the bonus edition. We don't <laughs> have all that time, Jeff. <laughs> Fair. Who are you going to give it to between Nick and Paul for 111 points? 111. Um, I, I think Nick. Yeah. That's big. You know, it's interesting. We're going to have to like catch up to the point somehow, but I think this is putting you on neck and neck. It's pretty close. We're nick and no. neck. <laughs> You're nick and neck. I'm <laughs> womp, womp. Well, I heard Paul's been winning lately. so I, I had just like a crazy a close one. the gap win the <laughs> other a big day. One. Yeah. Yeah. We, 111 uh, points should help. I'm down here just like a, a buoy. <laughs> just floating. Anchor. <laughs> we call him Bob. <laughs> bringing him along. 
All right. Well, thanks. Oh, you know what? For being a celebrity guest judge today, you get a pair of sock religious socks. I know that you're a fan of sock religious. Do you have the sacred heart of Jesus? I don't have the sacred heart. All right. Well, that's that's a perfect sock for you. So uh, Beatitudes can get their own socks at sockreligious.com slash Beatitudes. Get 10% off. We have a few people who've done it. We're looking to flood them with new new sock orders for the holidays coming up Halloween. <laughs> Give birthdays, Halloween's a big birthdays, holidays, Fridays, <laughs> whatever gonna, days you want to celebrate. Wait, you're gonna trick or treat with a bowl of socks? <laughs> just hand them yeah, out to kids. I would love that. <laughs> right? <laughs> Every kid's coming. I just I wasn't expecting you to go with Halloween on that one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> way beyond the full size candy bars. <laughs> well, there's a lot of Labor Day socks too. No, it's, yeah. I mean there's a lot of good saints. Arbor Day. Days coming. Yes. Um, <laughs> Everyone knows that one. Well, boxing. So, uh, <laughs> Jason. Yes. We've gone off the rails. We need you to Again. maybe bring us back to the the rails of innovation. Okay. Great. You ran, started and ran the OSV Challenge for many years. Mm-hmm. And I think this started off as kind of a dream and a cool way to ignite Catholic creative thought and to support creatives. <laughs> and it turned into a monster. You were receiving and, and have seen many, many, many submissions. Right. Would love to hear a reflection on your experience with all that uh, over the years. Yeah, so just going back to why did it start, it's, it was born out of frustration, right? We were giving grants out and we're just sort of sick of the same old thing over and over and over again. And I think in the church, by and large, we do a whole lot of stuff, but no one can tell me if it's actually working. Mm. And by and large, would you have given a grant to a three-person podcast at a <laughs> tiny table? <laughs> well, one of the reasons I wanted to come was to see how innovative this was. Right? There's this podcast. Yeah, it's so far it's pretty good. I mean, the the, yeah, the applause button was impressive. What about like? On a, how would you rate us on a scale of nine to ten? So let's go back to what we were. <laughs> All right. Knows is a good podcast. <laughs> This is the smartless Catholic smartless. There you go. Yes, that's yeah. us. Yeah, smartless. Yeah. <laughs> Emphasis smartless. on the smartless. smartless. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so the, it came out of a sense of frustration. So at the very beginning of the challenge, our thought was, let's just get all comers on any great ideas that come forward that move the gospel, right? Advance it in our church, lead people to Jesus and uh, and the Eucharist. And uh, and so we started off looking for ideas. Um, and we did that for three years. So the first year was like 350. The second year was double that. And by the by the end, it was, you know, the third year we had like 1,500. So in the three-year wow. span, we've had, you know, like 2,000 ideas. Right? Wow. Um, quickly, what we realized was is as these ideas were coming forward, we would ask them some critical questions. What's the problem you're trying to solve? And who does your heart break for? Right. Um, typically, what I found in the spectrum of the ideas, by the way, is most often people are really, um, they're not digging deep enough into what they're trying to solve. So they're not really, they have an idea, but it's not, um, they haven't gone deep enough to the, the crux of the problem. So we decided, though, after three years, what would be a great idea is let's bring in an actual researcher to look at all the submissions and to say, do we have a or early view of what the problems are in the church. So these are creative entrepreneur Catholics who are solving problems, but where do they see the needs? A lot of the research we get in the church is demographic data. This is shrinking, that's shrinking, no one's going to this. But can we, can we, so we did, we brought in 
uh, research firm. And the number one thing that they said that our Catholic entrepreneurs were trying to solve for, I thought there'd be a drum roll. Oh, here. <laughs> no, I, like Come the on, number we, one thing that the number one thing that the Catholic entrepreneurs were trying to solve for <laughs> is isolation. Oh, mm. isolation. And was this this was all pre-COVID and lockdown? This some of it was pre, some of it was after. Okay, so you're right. You would think. Oh, after COVID, that makes sense. Yeah. But this was even pre, even pre-COVID, I would get these submissions and I would be like, wow, why do we have so many Catholic coffee shops and Catholic art studios? Mm. And mm. and so I brought this group together and I said, what's going on here? And they said, we want to be able to do life together. And we feel that the culture is adrift and the, the, the area of community is no longer our parish. Mm. So I get a sense that this idea of isolation of loneliness is is there's an issue there, right? And I think what I'm seeing trend-wise on that is, I mean, of course, with the ideas, you're going to get a lot more people who are trying to connect with technology and go online to get offline and connect in real life and stuff like that. But I think there's a there's a there's a deeper problem happening there, and I so I think we're sort of shifting, right? Like, let me let me give you an example with the National Eucharistic Revival, one of the things I've emphasized is, okay, people aren't believing in the Eucharist. Got it. But if we think that we are just going to, we need to catechize them more. We need to be more fervent with the catechesis. We need to explain it better. Okay, that's one strategy. But if the issue is isolation, if their issue is feeling like they don't belong, like they're lonely, then maybe the issue is less about Good Friday and Easter Sunday, and it's about Holy Saturday where Jesus descends into hell, right? So how do we, when we explain the Eucharist, talk about his passion, suffering, resurrection, but also he gets your loneliness. He gets what it's like to be alone on the cross. He gets what it's like to descend into complete loneliness into hell. And so I just think messaging-wise and idea-wise, if isolation is what we're trying to get to, we need to, we need to think about how, how are we going to, to address that. I, I was somewhat surprised by, the re- by that results like um because you think i think in our culture we're more connected than ever social media and otherwise but i I, as i've started thinking about it what i've started realizing is is the use of facebook twitter and these other things i think is probably a symptom of people's isolation and not the solution like i think it's probably like they like having the likes for a reason Mm -hmm. and so i think it's there's some deeper wounds there that i think as church we're probably moving out of a phase of apologetics and some other things to more things like um, healing of wounds, healing ministries becoming more prevalent than ever before, which I think is probably a a good thing and a right thing. Um, But 20, 30 years ago, that's what those weren't the trends in the church. Well, you know, like when Jeff, when you graduated from college, you pull up the rotary phone and call up your friend, right? right? Like, how are you? (laughs) You're lucky that class is so far away. (laughs) But, you know, now you might see a friend from college and you see a picture of them on Instagram. She's like, I don't need to call them. I just I know saw what their doing. picture. Yep. I know what they're up to. Yeah. Well, that's, that's not, that's not right. friendship. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's uh, I've heard somebody call it like a, almost like a social voyeurism sort yeah. of thing. You're just sort of like peeking into the, the window right. of these people's lives, but you're not really interacting. Like, and only the oh, parts they, they want you to see. But yeah. I don't, yeah, <laughs> yeah true. I know that kid. <laughs> like, yeah. 
but it, and yeah, and it's pre-filtered, pre-screened, so you're only seeing maybe the best moments and and maybe an occasional bad one where somebody <clears> does open up, but then sometimes that's like, well, how do I engage with that? And yeah, what, online. Yeah, what do I do there? Like it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I just heard about Terrible there's day. a new app called Be Real, and maybe it's not new. It was new to me. I but watched all my nieces do this. Yeah, this is my wife's younger sisters. Not my wife, but her younger sisters are doing this, and it's like there's no... It's like you're supposed to only post like what you're actually doing and no filters and no like whatever. It's just like be real. Yeah. It's like that sounds the fact cool that at that first. App even needs to exist, right? I that's know. A, that's a that's a real signal. And and you have to react to it whenever the signal happens. And so it happened at Thanksgiving dinner when my wife cooked for 18 people and everybody whipped out their phones at the same time and I could not be more offended. Mm. So I'm sorry if you're related to me. You offended they, me. Were they, <laughs> they were taking pictures of the turkey. Yeah, you pr- no, you you everybody has to take out their phone within a certain amount of time and take a picture of themselves when the be real signal goes off. It's like a beacon and everybody's gets posted instantly and it's actually pretty wild like the weird stuff that happens because of that it's like an instantaneous picture in both directions and so that's what i know about it yeah but what i really know is don't bring your phone to thanksgiving dinner yeah kids <laughs> kids that are adults jason <laughs> Uh, I, I just feel like we're going to be like working with his family after this. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. There's going to be some reconciliation. I think they're wonderful people. Don't bring your phone to Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> the, uh, the, the word that you also said in there that just mm-hmm. nails me is belong. And it's like the shift that a lot of other faiths seem to get a long time ago better than we did. That belonging is really, really critical to a church if you want to sustain and grow. And if people don't feel like they belong... They don't show back up or they don't recover after, you know, a bad homily, uh, a bad experience, a bad COVID experience, whatever it is, they don't come back because they don't feel like it's a place they belong. You just said it. People don't go to their parish for community. They're going somewhere else. And so I applaud folks like when Jason Duterman talked about launching the 635 here in Dallas where it was just come hang out in this awesome music venue for praise and worship, but you're not coming into a church we're going to talk about some real things, but we're also going to have some fun. And afterwards, we're going to have a drink. Like, let's belong so that you can start to go deeper into this. And when you're curious enough, yeah, let's go to Mass. Let's go. Let's do the next praise and worship. You can come join me at the, the local parish. So that's huge. What? Uh, how do we solve it? Well, that's why we need Catholic innovators, right? That's why we need the Catholic entrepreneurs. And I do think my challenge and and what I what we did through the challenge is I, I've come to learn that I don't think um, Catholic on- entrepreneurship is just for the select few. I think there is a there is a creative entrepreneur in every one of us. We we all colored as kids. Maybe Jeff did, but we all colored as kids, right? And I just colored other kids. Oh, the colored other kids. So my point is, is that I, I would challenge our listeners to say, how how can you, in a creative way, reach out and make someone feel like. And, and to authentically belong and, and to have that connection with them, right? And, and there's, you know, we, I think as Catholics, we think that well, we're waiting for Moses to come down with the Ten Commandments. Uh, we're waiting for Father to tell us what to do. We're waiting for, uh, you know, like we think in terms of entrepreneurship is the Walt Disney's and the Steve Jobs of the world, but it's within all of us, right? And so I, I'm a challenge to say I don't want to be too prescriptive, on what it is, if that's the issue, yeah. and to say, bring out comers. If you've got ideas, try them, put them to the test, see if they, they work. Because I, I just think that we have a, a lot of people wounded out there 
and a new strategy is in order, I think, and to reach them. And a lot of the stuff they think we've, we're doing in our church is just not resonating and working. Um, and I think part of it is, is because I don't think we're drilling down at some of the core problems that people are having. Well, and at the simplest level, an entrepreneur is just somebody who recognizes a problem yep. and then tries to find a way to fix that problem. And we all have experienced some level of problem wherever it is, whether it's at church or at our job or, you know, even like in our families at the Thanksgiving dinner table. I don't know. Just we've experienced. Okay. Well, he wasn't paying attention. But. Oh, I got it. I got it. I'm trying to be nice. <laughs> okay. No, but what, wherever we might experience a problem, we say, okay, well, I've noticed that maybe it's hard to sign up for RCIA at my parish or whatever it is. Right so, so then yeah. what's the way to help maybe pave the way on that is uh, maybe somebody's good at, you know, doing a type form or something and setting up a better way for people to enroll online. And, and I mean, but that's just, you know, off the cuff, but the point is we've all encountered these things and we can take that knowledge and transform it into something else. Exactly. And I think there's a sense of iteration as part of the process, right? Yeah. So you might try a solution and it might not work. You iterate and you try again and you iterate and you try again. Yeah. So don't judge, don't judge the failure as like, Oh, I failed. Exactly. It's, oh, well, maybe this thing didn't work. Yeah. And the failure of somebody else who's trying, because action beats inaction. Correct. Like all the, like, oh, I wish this was better, you know, my, my enrollment for RCIA was better. Okay, well, try something. Yeah. Like, you're going to learn, and maybe you'll get it right. Maybe you won't. Yeah. Either way, that's better than just saying, it's it's bad. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. Yeah. 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 Yep. I look back at, uh, I'm like a starter. I just start stuff. Right. Yeah. And, um... <laughs> When I got the carpool program going up off the ground at Texas A&M, people were like, what a great idea. And I'm like, oh, lots of people had this idea before me. But they sat around on the couch talking about it. And I was, like, ready to have bloody knuckles and lack of sleep to get it off the ground. Um, and that's just put one foot in front of the other. And, brother, the failure list on that one is very, very long. But nobody knows any of those because it worked in the long run. You know, it's like I'm not being judged by the failures. I'm being lauded for the overall thing so yeah the the idea of an innovator is not an inventor correct an innovator has a sense of execution associated with it so it's ideas and action right it's a both and uh, approach let's go do something cool <laughs> let's do it what do we want to start <laughs> uh well thanks to you the beatitudes just doubled or tripled in its listener base because we got jason shanks on here yeah i think just to close this show out we also just want to say thank you how do people connect with you, stay in touch with you, follow you, get to see you speak after what you just did on the Monday show. Is there any place that people can come and see you? Men's conferences, anything coming up that we can plug for you? Yeah. So uh, one, you can check out our work at our Sunday visitor, osvinstitute.com. Uh, I also have a personal website, jasonrshanks.com, uh, where people, if they need a speaker for a conference or something, can go there. What's the R stand for? Richard. All right, Richard. JasonRShanks.com, OSVInstitute.com, TheBeatitudes.com. I love the internet. <laughs> and you're so good at it. Yeah, you got it. You make sense. <laughs> so great. Yeah. But yeah, please uh, subscribe if you've enjoyed the show. Please, uh, if, I mean, on YouTube or just hit the follow button if you're in Spotify. I think there's all different kinds of ways to to make sure that you get pushed out the, the next episode. So please do all of that. Share it with people. If you if you know somebody who's maybe into innovation or 
Leave or, a five star review. Yeah, give us give us some feedback. That's that's good. Please, and if you if you don't like the show, just please just stop listening. Um, no, no, <laughs> keep it to yourself. Don't unsubscribe. Yeah. And don't yeah. unsubscribe. Yeah, because they don't want to iterate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Get that feedback. <laughs> that's it. That's it. We don't want to iterate. Just email we get us. Plenty <laughs> of feedback from our wives. Oh yes, all the negative stuff gets filtered very quickly to us. Yeah. Um, no, but thank you guys for listening, and uh, we'll see you next time. And until then, we'll see you in the, the Eucharist. Eucharist. God bless. Thanks for tuning in. If you'd like to join us at our undersized table, subscribe to the video version of the show on YouTube by typing at, that's the symbol at, so shift and two on your keyboard, at the underscore Beatitudes on YouTube. We'll see you there. This podcast is part of the Spoke Street Network. For more great podcasts, visit Spokestreet.com.